This is your host, Chris Ivey, and today we have a very special guest. Um, he will be recording his album at the Birmingham Comedy Festival. Martin Morrow, how are you doing today, man? I'm great, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much for taking some time to do the show. It's weird, it's weird. I've been on probably um, probably like four or five shows with you, and I don't think I've ever had a conversation with you more than maybe like five minutes. Um, yeah, yeah, there's <laughs> always a lot of family and stuff around. So. Yeah. so give me an idea of some things that I'm really interested in. What was uh, Birmingham Comedy like when you started? You know, it was it was very small and very, um, for, for lack of a better term, dirty. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we had our, our Monday mic at the Barking Kudu Kamikaze, yeah. so we do that. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we, we'd look forward to those those Fridays where we got to do uh, Fresh Ground Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it was maybe, you know, 12 of us full at the time. You know, myself, Scott Gordon, Mike McCall, uh, my buddy Josh Mays, uh, this guy Ken Parker Jr., Christopher Davis was like, our, you know, our, our, our gatekeeper, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, you know, only, only like a couple of women, uh, like, uh, Madge Sokol and then they got, you know, Christy Griffin mm-hmm. and to sort of see, uh, you know, essentially, you know, what everyone's doing now and how everything's changed and, and seeing also the, how this scene has grown since I've left is, uh, wonderful that it's being kept alive and that is, that is being, you know, developed and turned into something big that, that people are you know, are looking forward to seeing and that people are talking about, you know? Yeah. And it's always cool, Mark, whenever you're in, um, I always know like how hard you're working because whenever you're a Birmingham, if there is any show you were there, uh, maybe not like yeah. performing, but you just kind of stop in and say, Hey, or you'll do a set. Like I've seen you, I saw you do what that, the mic at the rare martini. Like I've seen you do that a few times. Uh, when you've been yeah. out, when you probably didn't need to, you were just there to hang out. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's just I just love you know love this art form of performing. Uh, been doing it now for almost ten years. You know, just starting starting down there. Yeah, I heard Wes Van Horn say something interesting um, that that you had told him, and you had said to him, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, so correct me if I'm wrong, that nobody should move to LA unless someone asks you to that idea of kind of like, well, don't move away until you're ready. I think is sort of what you were saying. When did you kind of decide that you needed to leave Birmingham and, and you wanted to get out and try some different cities? You know, I, so when when I first started there, you know, the only other options were to travel a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, especially if you weren't really doing a stardom. So, I would drive to Atlanta, you know, just to get more experience. I would do shows at Auburn. I would, uh, you know, do shows in Huntsville and uh, Mobile and places like that whenever I could. Um, and then I think it was around 2010 when, uh, or, or, you know, leading into 2010 when I, I got an internship uh, in New York and decided, like, okay, I'm going to move, you know, move to New York and then try to decide if I wanted to go back or not. What type of internship uh, kind of, was kind it? Of the, uh, for Ugly Betty, season four. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, the yeah the season that got canceled basically. Uh, it was all because so, of you, Martin. It was all you it was and your attorney. I brought it down. <laughs> yeah. We need to get um, this show canceled. Call it Martin Morrow. We've got to we've got to square it away. Um, let's get this Auburn kid who <laughs> failed, you know, uh, chemistry. Let's get him in here. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I I I, uh, I, I decided at the end of because I came back to Birmingham in uh, 2010, um, and then uh, sort of deciphering if I wanted to go to Chicago or New York or you know where, where to sort of continue to pursue uh, comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Baron Vaughn was the one who recommended Chicago because of the opportunities of sketch and improv. Yeah. And in addition yeah. to like growing a stand up, so uh, I sort of made that choice after that, and you know it's, it's been fruitful. So yeah, you're um, in Second City. I, you're in the main cast right now, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the main cast. That's incredible. Page. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you enjoyed it? I have. It's, it's been a very fun and pleasant experience. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a great show. We just did like a, a refresh, so we got some um, some new material in there. Uh, and, and it's, it's been interesting to navigate, um, essentially navigating like around, uh, politics and, you know, social life and this, that, the other, but it's, it's been very enjoyable. Yeah. Do you find, do you find that right now you're like the busiest you've ever been? Uh, yes and no. Uh, mm-hmm. I think probably the busiest, I've, the busiest I've, been, busiest I've been was when I had to work a day job in addition to. Uh, you know, doing comedy at night. So it'd be that sort of rush of, all right, I'm, I, I've just got off work. Now I have to go run and do this show. Now I have to go do another show. Um, and I think also, like, knowing and having sort of a set schedule has helped a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think the busiest within this process, though, is when we were developing the show. So yeah. we had to, uh, you know, we had to rehearse long hours and then, uh, then go put the show up. Uh, while also like so, learning new lines and trying to configure, you know, that material uh, in, into a brand new show for people. So yeah. that was probably the, the biggest, yeah. So, so y'all write a show that, or do y'all yeah, write we, like themes and stuff? And because, or is it all kind of freeform? Uh, we come up with the whole show ourselves. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So essentially, the way it operates is we. Um, uh, we, we have like rehearsal for, you know, X amount of hours, uh, and you know, at home ourselves, we'll, we'll, we could write our material or we could like try to improvise something, uh, while in rehearsal. And we just sort of let that lead to, uh, the, uh, lead to what works and what doesn't work. So sometimes we try stuff out during the set. Sometimes we might just put something up and see how it works, uh, within the context of the show. Uh, and you know, some things don't work because they're not funny. Some things don't work because, um, uh, of whatever happenstances of, uh, you know, like, oh, there's, we have too many scenes that are like this, so we can't really use this. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of like factors that go in, but it, it, it's cool to like see that process to, uh, develop. Right. How, how yeah. difficult is it to, cause I, I don't know how you do it because uh, it just from the outside look you did it seems seems like an incredible feat that you have of how you're able to balance doing improv and then also working so much on your stand up because you you uh, really you you have you have some appeal where like your jokes on stand up are like they're really good and you can hit a lot of people and make them laugh but like I saw you at a show one time with Josh Mays do some super weird shit. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. cool! He could kind of play both sides really well." Yeah, and that you know that's the kind of stuff that I enjoy. I, I like doing. I like a mix of everything. You know, yeah. I like the straight stand up. I like the. I like serious scenes and improv or in sketch. 
Um, I like being silly. I like being weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's just, I think that's speaking of the human condition because we're all very complicated yeah. in our own right. Mm-hmm. Or it shouldn't be a thing of like, this is how this person operates at all times. Right. Uh, cause that's just, that's not how the world works. And that's, and that's, that's not, not how, how people are. Yeah. Are. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, when I started with, with Josh, we, we started doing like weirder out there stuff in addition to like, you know, we probably while we're too young, but trying to tackle race and, you know, dumb shit like that. And, you know, like we had once, we had one sketch we do where he was like a white guy in an office and then he would, um, essentially like turn into the incredible Hulk, but he turned into like a black dude. Maybe <laughs> me. Uh, so just like stuff like that was yeah always, always fun for us. Yeah. Do you, do you find it weird at, since you do both? Why the like standups who hate improv? Do you, cause I've heard that from a lot of different areas or people who talk shit about it. Like, don't, don't mm-hmm. you think that's a strange thing or do you know kind of why people feel that way? I, I haven't been able to understand it. Well, I think people feel that way because uh, improvisers are known to be very, um, very like cheery and very like supportive on the outside, but then like realizing that a lot of them are kind of evil. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I think that I think if any that might be it. But I think also it's that thing of like, no, you should be able to do this. I do this by myself, so why why aren't you doing it by yourself? Right. Um, and but you know, I, I think they're both respectable art forms, or you know, respectable forms of comedy. Uh, well, they I, both I don't require that, a lot of practice, and they're both very yeah. difficult. Watching people who are really good at improv is is like, oh shit, they uh, I can't do I couldn't do that at all ever. I don't think. Yeah. Um, and, and finding that balance of, but, but I, you know, I, I understand why a lot of people probably hate improvisers. Um, cause a lot of them are also like annoying. And I think I, I actually had a hard time navigating when I first moved to Chicago, uh, being like essentially, you know, someone who came from doing a lot of improv into now almost strictly doing stand up when I first moved to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I would like do weird voices and stuff and, uh, like, oh, here's a character, but I'm trying to, you know, while well, someone's having a conversation. Right. So I think, like, finding finding that balance is hard for a lot of people, especially when you're, you know, navigating a new city or navigating new people and just trying to figure it all out. So I think it's, I think that's just, like, a stigma that uh, stand-ups have against improvisers. And I think improvisers think that stand-ups are, like, just lowly sad people, which is also kind of true. So. I, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. And is part of like that weird, silly kind of out there side of you? Is that the side of you that's really into wrestling, or have you always just been really into wrestling? Because I, I didn't know before doing stand, I didn't know that there was a thing where it's wrestling's really big to a lot of stand-ups. Yeah, I, um, and I, I've yeah, I've always been into wrestling, uh, or since since I was six. My, my yeah. grandparents were. My grandparents were big wrestling fans, and uh, that's where it was the catalyst for me. Like your, um, grandpa, like your grandma and your granddad were big wrestling fans, both of them? It, yeah. Oh, my granny cool. and my grandpa, they would, they would, yeah, they would watch WCW. Who were their uh, favorites? You know, they hated, uh, I mean, they, they, they didn't really have favorites. They just hated Ric Flair. <laughs> like, that was, the, that was the important thing, like, because he was, 
you know, that's how good of a bad guy he is. That they're right. like, no, we we hate this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, that was that was really it. And I, you know, watching them watch it and how excited they got when I was six. And then I, there was one day I I went home and I watched uh, this guy Razor Ramon. He had, he had a cool mm-hmm. entrance, and I was like. I was still learning about music, but like his theme was so cool and like the, the fireworks and he had all these gold chains and it, I was like, that's the coolest thing in the world is this Razor Ramon dude. So that, that was like for me the, the jumping off point uh, into my enjoyment of wrestling. And I just, I know a lot of people like they drop, you know, they, they turn uh, 21 and they're like, oh, drinking cool. I don't need this wrestling shit anymore. Uh, but for whatever reason, it's been constant. You know, I've, I've been able to go to three WrestleManias now. Um, is it two? I think two, two WrestleManias. Um, but it's just always been something I've had a love for and a passion for. Yeah, that's neat. I've watched three pay-per-views this year, and I haven't watched wrestling since I've been about 12. But I, mm-hmm. I sort of could see the appeal of it, because it's like, oh, this is a performance. They come up with stuff. Uh, yeah, that's pretty neat. There's writers. Um <laughs> It's a, it's, I can see the, like the appeal of it. And I think, yeah. you know, like I can kind of see a little bit of the appeal, like, or not the appeal, but kind of how you use those little facets of it. Like the way when you're headlining a show, you wear like really cool shoes, um, yeah. to show like, Hey, this is special. Kind of like the fireworks and the music coming out. It's good. Yeah. It, like kind of gives you like a whole package of what you're bringing to the table. So and I, what, I think I've modeled. Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, I, was no. say, I think I've modeled a little, little bit of my uh, performance side after you know being a wrestler, just sort of going big and uh, you know being an asshole when I can, but also having that like good guy, let's all smile and have fun side. You know? Yeah. I I saw you do a video, and I I think this was a few years back that you did either for I forget which website it was, but it was like you talking about how to do comedy or how to stay in a comedy. And like you gave these rules and then at the last rule was like, and Hey, learn to fucking take a joke. I think was the last rule that you had. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of what we are missing now in comedy is mm-hmm. that aspect of the aspect of comedy. Now everyone, you know, wants to sort of be the most, um, who, who can, who can get the most claps and who can be the most, uh, imp- who can say the most important thing that everyone's thinking? It's like, but you know, what happened to being funny? That's, I think that's the most important thing in comedy at the end of the day. Yeah, it's all about making people laugh. However, you, however you get there. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. I mean, I guess it's a little sacred, but it's not like all the way sacred. It's like ease up. What are you? What are you excited about? Because I guess with how your schedule's been, you haven't been to Birmingham since. What was it? Hasn't been since last May, has it? Um. Performance-wise, I believe so, since since the last uh, festival. Cause I, I was home for Christmas, but uh, I don't think I did any shows. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, last year's show was great. We're so happy to have you back. And I don't know, have you done a show at Saturn before? Never done a show at Saturn. Uh, my mom is uh, super excited. She, she really wanted me to do one at Saturn. Yeah, it's great. I, I think you're going to love it. It's going to be a blast. We're also going to be recording it uh, for your album, which is probably really yeah. exciting. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we're really pumped about that. And as far as you know, what what are your plans? How, like, do you put yourself on a plan as far as like what you want to do in your career? 
or is it kind of something where you take each opportunity and see where it leads? It's more so taking an opportunity and see, see where it leads. Um, you know, I, I used to plan and say, like, oh, I have to do this by this time or I'm going to be upset or I just have to work out. Otherwise, you know, this won't do this, that, the other. But I, I've learned that in, in this, you know, it's a very fickle industry. And, you know, as much as you do plan, there are certain things that happen that you can't expect or hope for. Um, and, and there are things you don't get. Like I've, there, there are hundreds of things that I've auditioned for or that I, uh, went out for, tried to get that didn't come to fruition. And I, I learned to not try to put all my eggs in the basket that I have to keep this thing. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest thing you've ever auditioned for, Martin? Ooh, uh, biggest thing I've ever auditioned for. Um, hmm. Probably The Walking Dead. Oh, really? Yeah. This wow. For a role in that. And the the guy who got it was also, I could audition for um, the Dr. Dre part in uh, in the Strata Compton movie. No fucking so the same, way. Yeah, yeah. And so the same guy got both of them. So I was like, oh, he's, he's just like a better, he's just like a better me, basically. Oh, that <laughs> so sucks. That's, you know. And I guess you can't really tell anybody about what, can you tell people what you're auditioning for? Like it, beforehand, no. Yeah. Uh, but like, af, you know, after after the role is gotten, you know, it doesn't. I I can't yeah. like not. I can't get it now. So it does. You know, I can talk about it. But is that tough know, to be wasn't... auditioning for something that big and you can't tell people about it? Because you got to feel like nervous and a little like your stomach's got to be knotted up and you might want to let it out to someone. Yeah. Well, I did. Like, I went to uh, an acting coach to work on the the Walking Dead piece. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, and she, she was very, you know, she, she gave me her notes and stuff and I felt it was a good audition. It just wasn't, you know, wasn't the one I got it. Someone did it better or just had a better look. You know, there, there's a lot of factors that go into situations like that. Um, but, I, you know, I was happy that I got the opportunity to do it. So that's really cool. neat. That's really neat. Yeah. Uh, I saw that Chance the Rapper came to one of y'all shows. Is he a cool guy? He is. He's a very nice guy. Uh, I think he's probably super busy now but uh not probably definitely is um so you know we haven't seen him out in a while but also like he got bombarded with people uh when he when he came so it wasn't you know it it didn't get to be that thing of like oh this is fun we we have chance the rapper now you have like all these people who are like coming up to him and you know trying to take pictures with him and all this stuff so it's like okay so he's probably not going to come back because we've all annoyed him right for sure yeah. What's the what's the coolest person you've met who's come to a show at Second City? Because I'm pretty sure you all get people who just come to watch the show who are pretty neat or veterans who have who have done Second City, right? Yeah, yeah, we get a lot of different people. Um, Adam Schiff was one, uh, the congressman. Yeah, uh, so about, yeah. So meeting him is pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um, what's the guy's name? Yes, now I can't. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, when he came, that was pretty cool. Wow. Because I, yeah, I remember like my my first thought was like, oh man, I watched you, <laughs> I watched you, uh, I watched your movie in college. Like that was like a part of my, like college development was having to watch that film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we got to improvise with Colin, um, Colin Mockery from Who's Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. So that was another like super fun one. Um, 
so yeah, we get we get cool guests a lot. Well, that's got to be nice and fun. How long have you been in Chicago now, Martin? Uh, too long, uh, aka almost. <laughs> I think almost seven years. Yeah, going on seven years. I I saw I saw a tweet that you sent out or something that uh, it was. Uh, oh man, and I don't want to say it wrong because it'll probably make me look dumb. But you had said something like I should have I should have left Chicago three black people ago, and I thought it was so, yeah. Uh, very, <laughs> I thought it was a very funny thing. Um, yeah. Well, it's no, gonna... that's what I that's what I keep hearing of like you know you're, you 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 got to go through. But yeah, I agree. You know, not for lack of trying. No, well, I think it, you've traveled the country. I mean, you probably want to do more, but at least from a perspective of someone who's in Birmingham, who does comedy um, in front of like six people at open bikes, and all of us, we're all really proud of you um, for what you've accomplished. And oh, it might you. not seem like you're doing well, but to everybody else, it seems like you're doing really great. Yeah, well, I've, I've uh, managed to fool the world. <laughs> Congratulations. And the mask comes off. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Martin, we're really excited about your show. Thank you for the time. Um, and thanks for taking a few minutes to talk with us. Um, Thank you. Any parting words you'd like to say to anybody who's coming to the show? Uh, get ready to laugh. We got a lot of great comics on. Um, it's going to be a fun show. You know, I just want people to have fun. I might try to sneak in some messages or weird stories or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's all about just, you know, laughing. So if you, if you want to, uh, have a less stressful day, then come check us out. For sure. And it's going to be on Sunday, May the 21st at eight o'clock at Saturn. If you haven't been to one of Martin's shows that he's done either here at the syndicate lounge or at, you were at Iron City before, right, Martin? I, I swear. That's I right, yeah. There. Yeah. They are a blast. Um, and the crowd is so much fun. It's contagious. Martin, thanks again so much. We're excited to see you here in a couple weeks. Thank you. See you then. All right, listeners, and thank you. I had we some monkeys on my back, next. demons on my shoulder. Was in the fast lane, now I'm pulling over. If real is what you want, then listen to my cough. If real is what you want, then listen to my cough.